stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, you know, it's like the song, Mo Money, Mo Problems, right? But I don't think people are typically all that uh, all that concerned. If you've suddenly stumbled into tens of millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars, you're not going to find a lot of sympathy for your problems. It's like, yeah, well, you know, you've got all that money. I'm sure you can figure it out. But the reality is, suddenly stumbling into all of that money does come with a lot of problems. And, you know, as much as I might lack sympathy, I I would certainly want the option, if I won a big lottery, of whether I wanted my information to be publicly released. Now, typically, lottery commissions, they want that information up there. I think they want to show that everything's above board. It's not the, you know, the, the spouse of the lottery commissioner who mysteriously won millions of dollars. It's a legitimate, actual person. And also there's the publicity, right? As we say, it's showing a picture of uh, average Joe and, uh, you know, he's a lunch bucket guy and won millions of dollars. Anybody can win. It helps publicize these these lotteries. Well, this one in New Hampshire, this Powerball jackpot was pretty huge. $560 million. Now the winner, a woman, and that's about as much as we know about her, opted to take a lump sum payment. I think it's about 200-something million dollars. Still a whole lot of money. But she wanted to be anonymous. Didn't want her name or anything about her released. I think there's the town that she lives in, and that's about it. So she went to court, and just this week now, New Hampshire judges ruled that she can remain anonymous. So this is interesting. We had cases like this in Canada. There was one in 2015... Ontario said very unique circumstances, but they kept a $13 million lottery winner, anonymous. In B.C., though, earlier in the same year, in fact, someone who won $50 million was unsuccessful in keeping his name private. But joining us for some thoughts on all this, very pleased to welcome the program, someone with a lot of expertise in this realm. He's known as The Lottery Lawyer. You can go to thelotterylawyer.com. Jason Curlin is a partner with Sertleman, Balin, Adler, and Hyman LLP in New York. He's mentioned thelotterylawyer.com. Jason, thanks for joining us here. My pleasure. Uh, I mean, it might seem obvious uh, to folks, but we've never won the lottery ourselves. But that's certainly, you've you got to have a lawyer. If you're going to go through this whole process, that, that seems pretty important, doesn't it? Without question, without question. So you hear all the horror stories about um, people being taken advantage of and, and losing their fortune, and almost all of them are people who try to do it on their own. You know, you need someone in your corner who has some kind of experience or, you know, in that area uh, of life that can really guide you through this process. Yeah, I mean, we, we've heard these stories of people who have lost it all, which, which is quite shocking. But, I mean, you know, everybody's going to come out of the woodwork. Everybody's going to be coming after you, so you, you need some help. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing how many calls I get just as, as their attorney um, after after I, you know it's publicized that I have a, a large winner. I mean, I had um, I had one case where I just had four or five secretaries answering calls just for that for a couple of weeks. So it gets uh, you can imagine somebody who you know whose, whose phone number gets out there, address gets out there, and uh, the amount of forget media but charities and 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 people you know just with with hardships who think that they, you know they can go for a handout. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it is. Now, is it your sense then that if these people had the option that they would would remain anonymous? Yes. 
uh, every single one of my clients would remain anonymous if uh, if they had their right. You know, everyone says you know they want to be rich and famous, but how about just being rich? It, you know, it's a lot better. So yeah, no the uh, you know everyone wants to be anonymous, but you know you nailed it in the beginning of, of the segment. You know, I see both sides to it. Um, you know, lottery is a business, and they want to sell as many tickets as possible. And you know, adding legitimacy to the game and showing that real people win plays a huge part in that. So I do, I do get both sides of this. Yeah, it is tough because I, th- I think if we never saw, if we never knew who these winners were, if we never saw any names, uh, I, I think you know there would be some. The appeal would be lost, but I, I think it, it would raise questions about about the legitimacy of the process because we're talking about a lot of money. We've had scandals both in Canada and the U.S. with with lottery agencies and commissions. That there is a need to show the public that this is all transparent and legitimate, right? Um, yes, for sure. And it was interesting in the judge's decision in New Hampshire. He references, uh, it was was strange, he references um, the fact that even if someone does scam the lottery, um, they would have the wherewithal to go to someone else to claim it for them. Almost like, you know, thinking of, 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 you know, that that even if you have anonymous, uh, even if people have to come forward, it doesn't stop the fraud. It was was an interesting piece to put in in the decision. Well, I mean, is that even possible? If I'm holding the winning ticket and I don't want my name out there and I can go to a friend of mine and say, look, I'll cut you a deal. I'll give you, you know, ten uh, percent if you right. go and you say it's you who won it all. I mean, is is that even legal? Well, the lottery ticket's a bearer instrument, which means whoever hands it in with their name on the back is the winner. So, you know, it, it is it is legal if you do it right with tax taxings. You know, it may be considered a gift back to the person. I don't want to get you know too into <laughs> right. the weeds, but it's uh, you know, it, it, whoever hands it in is the winner. So it's not the person who buys it, it's the person who hands it in. You know, there's the more sinister side of it, too, because, uh, you know, even just in, in recent years, there have been a few instances where, where lottery winners, people who have won multi-million dollar jackpots, have been killed, have been murdered. It is dangerous. I mean, there, there, are, there are a few horror stories. Um, but again, you know, a majority of the winners, you know, if you do it the right way and you, and you surround yourself with the professionals and, and people who do it, you know, the immediate shock is overwhelming. But as they grow into it, you know, it, it turns out it turns out okay. I mean, there's a lot, you know, a lot of things a couple hundred million dollars can buy, uh, including, um, you know, security, make yourself feel good. And, and, and most people are happy for for the winners, um, you learn how to handle yourself with regard to the, the 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 outpouring of people looking for handouts or investments, and and you know one of the things we do as as the attorney is sort of take on that role. Um, so you know, anytime someone calls a winner, they just direct them to us, and 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 you know we're the bad guy. Uh, a lot of times, just saying no, you know, no, it's not doesn't fit in our our wheelhouse, something like that. So you know, you can learn how to you can learn how to manage it. But again, there are some horror stories. There really are. If you could Google lottery horror stories, you'll find you know fifteen to twenty just disasters. Yeah. What's the point at which people would need to you know consider getting some advice or getting some some professional legal help? I mean, if I win five hundred bucks on a scratch ticket, I probably don't need to to worry about that, do you? Yeah. No, you don't. Um, I would say the minimum we handle is a million dollar win. Yeah. Um, it's sort of an arbitrary number, but it, it is uh, you know at that point it's still it could be life changing. Um, for a lot of people, and they just want to make sure they do it the right way. And a lot of states do require people's names to come forward. So, you know, we help coach them through that. Uh, and like I said, every state is so different, um, and they all have different rules. And, and you know, this case is really going to change. I, I think it's going to be a game changer with regard to how every state uh, governs their lottery because, you know, the first thing, it, it, you know, if I have a client who's 
very concerned about anonymity, you know, the first thing I'll say is, listen, you know, if you don't let us be anonymous, I don't care what your statute says, it's it's a violation of a right to privacy. You know, we'll go to court and fight it out. There's a precedent here. So yeah. um, this case really is, is, to me, it's a game changer. It's going to be very interesting to see if New Hampshire um, challenges it and appeals it, because I, I think the judge was a little... I don't want to say activist, but it was, you know, this is something that's usually done by by statute, by state statute. So for the for a judge to sort of provide anonymity really gives a, a framework for for other other winners and other states to, to go for it. Well, people can read more at thelotterylawyer.com. Jason, appreciate your insight here. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank Take you. care. Uh, there you go, Jason Curland, uh, partner with Sertiman, Balin, Adler, and Hyman LLP, and uh, specializing in representing lottery winners. I guess a nice little niche market to, to have corner because, yeah, you, you need that. You need that. And, they, you know, he's, he's right. The people who end up making a mess of it and blowing it all, the people who just do it on their own. You get this notion that I'm set for life. This is an endless supply of money I have. So I can give it away. I can buy this and I can buy that and I can travel the world and the good times are never going to end. And you wouldn't think it would be that easy to, to blow through that amount of money that fast. But you look up some of these stories, it's crazy. It's crazy. But even if you're responsible, right, I, I get the sense there probably are people who really don't want their lives to change. I mean, even a million dollars, sure, that, that's going to have you sit pretty good. But I think for a lot of people, it's like, well, you know what? We're happy doing what we're doing. We're happy living where we live. Let's give some money to charity, give some money to some immediate family. We're going to put that money in uh, our retirement savings, and we're going to be comfortable. But it's not necessarily going to change our lives. So do you expect that it would change your life? That's certainly how it's billed. You see those commercials for Lotto, Lotto 649 and all of it. It's going to change your life. That's, that's how it's sold. But there's two sides to that. 974-8255 is our number 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.